All right, all right. Check one, check one. This is it. Here we go. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour. With your host, me, Rob Cantrell. I got a great episode and awesome guest. Uh, you can check him out all over Brooklyn. Hilarious comedian, young on the come up, but doing his thing. Uh, absolutely hilarious. Uh, please give it up uh, for Rufat Agaev, everybody. Rufat. Hello, hello, hello. Rufat. Uh, I, I mean, I, I wanted just to get that uh, <laughs> um, cheesy intro out of the way, man, and just like talk to you normal because I, I miss you, man. I haven't seen <laughs> you in a long time. It's been we're coming out of a year of uh, a weird pandemic and you were a young comedian three or four or five years in, but you were working your ass off. And I always yeah. thought you were hilarious and funny and you're not my age. You're like in your 20s or 30s or whatever. But uh, what, how have you been, man? Have you been have you been swimming through all of this? Um, man, the pandemic has been. Um, it's been I can't complain, you know, and that's a feels like a shitty thing to say because of how bad it's been on everybody. But um, I think for me, for the most part, it's been good. But I mean, I, I went from living with somebody to not living with somebody. <laughs> um, but even that, in a sense, has like been a blessing, no hard feelings. And uh, I think it was a rest that I needed, man, because for so much of my life, I've had this immigrant mentality of just like work, 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 gotta be working. And uh, it really caused me to realize that like, hey man, you'll still be funny and you'll still know how to tell jokes. Just like, take a break. <laughs> yeah, if you slow down, man, if, uh, the universe definitely. Because before this, you were, uh, I, you were an international hip hop superstar. <laughs> uh, before comedy, Rufat's backstory is one of the most fascinating. I find you one of the most interesting dudes I've come across into my time oh, wow. of stand up. <laughs> But uh, he is an immigrant from Palestine. Nah, no, Azerbaijan. What's that? Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. Where's Azerbaijan? Azerbaijan is north of Iran. Wow. Is north of Iran. And how long did you live there? I lived there for five years. So, you know, it wasn't that long, but. Dude, that's long enough. <laughs> Five years and the early, the earlier, the more imprint, you know, the, the mm. more trauma like reverberates forever. I learned that recently. <laughs> <laughs> so it was America and then you landed in Florida. Was it uh, did you did you have a good childhood or did you like it or was it too weird? No, we we landed in Erie, Pennsylvania. It oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, it was Erie, Pennsylvania, and um, we basically got here because of a like an international institute. I guess there were like a lot of immigrants were coming into Erie through this institute, and so yeah, that's how we ended up here in '92. Uh, and did I like America? America was cool as hell, man. I was, I spent my formative years watching, you know, BET and MTV, Rock and Jock, and Rap City, the Basement. 
Yeah, man. <laughs> 92, you came right in at some of the best hip hop. I mean, I all I think everybody will claim their own year as like their best years of hip hop. But you did come into like when media, if you just wanted to do a bowl of sugar and sit in front of the TV and watch some funky beats, it was the era. And, and some of the most exciting music videos of all time, because, you know, Puff Daddy's uh, budgets on music videos were in the millions because it was like these big studios. It's wild to think about. Like these uh, record studios, the record business is fascinating right now because we we touch on it a little bit as comics. Mm -hmm. But uh, but yeah, man, you just sat there and enjoyed all this. So was, was it all hip hop, basketball? What was it? Man, it was That's your vibe. You got a lot of basketball <laughs> and then there's a lot of hip hop. I've been the same person for 28 years, you know, I haven't changed one bit. I stay true to five-year-old Rufat, you know, yeah. that's my, that's my thing. But um, yeah, man, it was a lot of Shaquille O'Neal. It okay. was a lot of, Fushnik. it was a lot of Dallas Cowboys, a lot of, you know, uh, any, any rap that I could basically take in, I was taken in. So like my first, my first couple albums were Skilo. And then like, <laughs> and yeah. then like a Shaq album and a Dion album. But then like, Skilo is underrated. Uh, <laughs> I wish it was a little bit taller. I wish it was a baller. I, I, uh, I know I sound corny as hell, second, <laughs> but I really don't. I'm learning to not give a fuck, and that being genuine is the only thing. If you yeah, want, man. Life. It, but, uh, it helped me. Dope. That beat was funky. I think Warren G, somebody must have did somebody good must have done that beat. Yeah, yeah. I just like I said, I just I just kind of like hip hop formed my opinions and just everything about the world. I remember getting like a, a Death Row Greatest Hit CD in karate class. Oh, this wow. kid that was older than me. Oh, and shit. you know that's the only way to get a death row greatest hit. <laughs> I remember that album. You got it on cassette. The dude, it probably had the dude's ball sweat from when he stole it from Sam Goody, still on it, from when he shoplifted, when he shoved it down his trousers and his gi right before practice. Uh, no, that Death Row, that's a good album, right? Like that has a bunch of Dre joints and e easy. No, yeah. Or does no, no, it? No, it had it had Tupac. It had uh, Lady Rage. It had. Um, Let's see. It had Dr. Dre. Uh, the the bells keep ringing. That song was amazing. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, just a lot of good stuff. It had Snoop. A lot of Snoop on it. So yeah. I mean, that was just those rage. Oh uh, yeah, those are bangers. That's uh, that's all Dr. Dre like production right around the Chronic. You know that that Chronic album. Even that one hit me in college. So I, you know, I grew up Run DMC, Beasties, and you know, my mm -hmm. first concert was Houdini, Fab Boys, and mm -hmm. Grandmaster Flash. Uh, <laughs> no, it was yeah, it was Fab Boys, Run DMC on their second album, and the Fat Boys. But uh, I do. There's certain hip hop like it always trips me out how big it's gotten because I saw it from so little. Like you go to Chase Bank and like Jay Z's on my eight um, <laughs> shit. And uh, but uh, there's always a uh, big, big records, big records. And the chronic 
you know, that was a huge album production wise. Like I think sonically, even amongst music in general, that album was another level. Yeah. And, and, and George Clinton had a lot to do with it. Like all that West 100%. Coast sound. It was 100%. Like, it was all the yeah. funk. It's just the G-Funk. But the G-Funk is just too good. George Clinton's just too good. <laughs> He's just I too got good. It. He's just too good. It's like the Grateful Dead. If you don't get it in the beginning, you don't get it. But once you start to do music and art, I think you get it. Like those guys aren't, George Clinton isn't faking the funk. <laughs> no, I actually, I, when I went, to I, I went to college in Tallahassee and George Clinton lives in Tallahassee. So I had a chance, I went to his recording studio and I, I recorded in it and I saw the, the spaceship and I went through the, they got like a little house and it's just old dudes getting high, painting, and they, they, they're into um, remote control, like monster truck cars. So they got like little, it's just, dope. yeah, it's just old. Dope, it's, dope, it's, dope. It's sick. Yeah, I think he's an artist to the core, man. I think he's just one of those dudes uh, that just kept keeps it moving. You know, he's gonna just gonna mm -hmm. keep it funky. And yeah, I know in Detroit, like I did open for like his backup band at a, comedy at a high times event and it was like all the original p-funk dudes but it seemed like everybody in detroit like played with them like there's so many musicians in detroit and shit like mm -hmm. it just seemed like he had a family like it seemed like there was a community of singers songwriters keyboardists dancers that were all like you know just in the music circuit and they would just jump on for a while and jump off and you would just you know you would just do the, yeah. the funky stuff. It's a, it's a beautiful thing to see. And it's not something that you always get in comedy, uh, you know, because everyone's so at each other's neck <laughs> in our industry. But I think, yeah, that, but uh, I think making movies and making short films, that's when you can really like that's kind of like album production. That's what I like about album production. Like mm -hmm. I'm making some music now. Like I've never been a freestyle rapper. I've never thought like what interest me was the songwriting and the production and the soundscape and what it felt like and what it looked like, like that always like, I love that shit. That's one thing I think, you know, having time off is I learned how to write scripts and I got really into script writing totally. and, and it, and it really showed me that like, I love stand up comedy but like all of my favorite comedians all know how to write scripts. They all know how to tell this story and like leave you with, you know, leave you with a movie or a series that like can live forever that you'll rewatch. Not saying you can't rewatch stand-up specials like that, but it's just like, you know, it's- The higher level of art. No, if you want to be a creative person, the thing about movies is it's the most expensive art form. So then mm -hmm. you have to engage with corporate America or, or a money backing. But if it works, dude, you got It's like opening a Tesla. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, the Godfather is a fucking industry. Like, you know, one yeah. movie, the Godfather equals Coca-Cola. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like and that's from art. And what art is, is, is something from nothing, you know? And if you can make yeah. something for nothing be as dope as anything else, you know, it's just like. 
but that's that's the beautiful thing about stand-up is that like you th people think that like script writing is this more important higher level when it's the total different way it's like my stand-up informs the thing that I write so at the end of the day I need that thing you know it's like a it's an ecosystem you know like yeah. I, I I need this thing to kind of inform who I am my voice my character and then it'll you know, play out in this bigger, more scripted, less, I don't want to say less organic thing, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I was talking okay. to a cat at a show, that show I ran into you. I was talking to Martin, that dude. Uh, and I was talking to him and I was talking to him about script writing. For me, it's like script writing is not, there's nothing artsy about it. Mm -hmm. it, is, it is manual labor. Yeah, it, it is put in work it is literally you got to sit in front of that typewriter and fucking bang that motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> well and you could you could talk to your friend you can you can you can outline you could do this you could do that but there are great steps i know outline is key and getting your ending is key um yo I'm so I'm getting to 100 so... pages, just getting to a 90 pages. Like, I think that's the joint. Like, mm -hmm. for me, it's like shit it out and then re refine it, you know, just but the hardest part is shitting it out. Dude, that's so that's so important. I'm, I'm so obsessed with like the process of how to do things when it comes to things like that. And you're completely right. The only way I know how to do things is shit them out but it, it goes on a deeper level. It goes with like um, judgment and self being self-conscious. So it's like, th that's the main reason that I am kind of like obsessed with like the processes of things, because like at its very core, it's just like learning how to deal with yourself, either self-hatred or like how much you love yourself. And it's like, what are you so scared of? Like just shitting it out for man. What do you like? get over this whole perfection bullshit, man. Like it's, it's kind of almost like a, an exercise in loving yourself, you know? <laughs> yeah, I totally. Man. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, you know, you, I think any art form, you have to be vulnerable to be good, you know? And I think the bravest people are the most vulnerable. So, mm. you know, when you write, that's just like the tr trick, lately for me is uh being creative and being and coming up with ideas and stuff like this but it's also you're massaging the ego so mm -hmm. a lot of the ego that judgment and stuff is the ego like stopping you you know mm. so uh, now my thing is just trying to recognize when i see my ego come out <laughs> I mean, that's the reason the reason why I, I I fell in love with with the way you performed in your stand up, man, is because, yeah, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but like your jokes and the way you approach ideas uh, make me feel at ease with my mortality. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like uh, I'll hear I'll hear one of your jokes. I'll be like, I'll laugh and then I'll be like, man, and. I'm ready to die now, man. You know? Like, <laughs> oh, thanks, man. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Man, I, don't, I don't know if that like what that means to you. I don't know what that means to me either, but 
I know. I think you get me. And, you, you know, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of it is just like you have to accept death and you ha- and then you have to accept the ego. And as candy ass as my act is, <laughs> you know, no. there is, you know, there is a little bit of a dark side to it. You know, I think in everything, you know, and everything, there's like a yin and the yang. So you have to be aware of it, I think, and be self-aware. Um, but yeah, I think I go deep. I go. I think it may be the herb. Where are you at with the herb these days, my man, Rufat? I'm enjoying um, some, a little bit of CBD, but a little bit of regular flower in this Marley one hitter. Let's see. So I haven't done a lot of it. And that's just because, like, I was kind of just scared to, like, what thoughts it might bring up, even though I'm doing good. Right. And um, I had the big homie Rob come visit me, Rob Hayes. Rob Hayes. Shout out Rob Hayes, my man. Yeah. He stayed at the house and uh, he left He left me a joint one night. And I, we smoked together a little bit, but, like, he left me a jo- joint and it was like this lemon meringue. Uh, and cause you know, he's LA Rob now. So he's getting the lemon meringue. He's getting, he's the, like, he's getting <laughs> the top of the line. No more sour diesel from a weird guy in New York. <laughs> yeah. I do love me some sour diesel just because I, I, I like writing nineties rap songs, but uh, no, but the, uh, I know what you're saying that these new uh, citrus blends are amazing and they taste. Yeah. Roma is like, art and i was so you know i was energized i felt energized i felt i felt good nothing bad so there was that and then i got some edibles at a show and i was you know did a couple of those those knocked me out on my ass but the last couple of times i've done i've done weed man i've been mentally pretty pretty stable and pretty good like not that it fucks me up but like i just remember smoking in college and it was right when i was coming off of being like a very uh, dedicated Christian and I remember being high and I'm like this is what the devil would want you to do <laughs> you're in his grasp and I'm like oh man <laughs> you know so yeah man it's, uh, you have to watch men- your mental with it and I always say I didn't start smoking till after 18 and I recommend people not smoking and it got me off of booze um, mm-hmm. hardcore um, that's what I liked about it but yeah, yeah, I, and you came up in those '90s, and everybody's like smoking heavy blunts and shit like that. So you were just taking it to the dome, you know? Yeah. Right after, right after hardcore Christianity, that's 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 a that's a <laughs> flip right there. These the blunts to the dome at at 19 after uh, doing some Christian rap rapping about turning the other cheek for six years. Yeah, man. I I, I just I. Yeah, I think my my relationship with weed has kind of gotten to a point where it's like, I'll do it, but it is a, um, it's like eating Ben and Jerry's for me. Like I don't do it all the time, totally. but when I do it, it's like a treat, and I and I I, li- I like that. I like that about weed. Getting that you know way, I mean? yeah, in society, it's getting there that we can treat it with a lot more respect, and I yeah. think that's the way to go. You know, I don't know why <laughs> I do like it so much, but it does work with me. And so as it gets legalized, I don't want to walk away from it. But at the same time, I do think like anything, just spacing stuff out is always great, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even the wiser words are is like if you really like to get lit, you know, if you don't, don't do it that much. 
and you'll get me super. <laughs> yeah don't do that much and then and you know that's more bang for your buck and at the same time economically it it benefits you if you don't do it as much and it just goes up and i do think what it does is open your consciousness and there is a good part of that that's why you do go into dark thoughts and you can watch out and you can you know because you're opening your consciousness so if you're doing that a lot you're bound to like some of that shit to seep in mm-hmm. and then that gets into your head a little bit so i think the same thing with mushrooms like i noticed people that ate a lot of mushrooms like in the beginning they would love it but then they would start bad tripping you know what i mean uh, like they because they would overdo it like i think there's like some type of weird like nature mechanism that's teaching us how to respect it a little bit i don't know I, it's so weird. I've never done psychedelics. It's so weird that I just have never taken the time to just, you know. You've always been on the hustle, though. You were a Christian rapper, <laughs> rapper, turned uh, stand-up comedian in Brooklyn, New York, man. Uh, that You didn't have a lot of time for sitting and staring at the tree for 12 hours. I know, but I'm le- I'm learning more and more how to just, like, trust I'm, I'm learning more and more it's like yeah work hard but like set a time out to work and then let the subconscious mind do the rest you know yeah don't don't force the solutions just just you know create the problems solutions will come just because you're you know your brain's a supercomputer yep yeah not everybody not everyone has the super. But it, it, it is. If you, <laughs> I think it's the distractions. Like, it's always right there. But you just have to slow down. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the quarantine taught us all was just like how to slow down. I'm still like, have you had a, like a regular day? Like, have you had a regular day? And then you come home and you're like, God damn, that kicked the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. You just like. Yes, I have. You just like went to two places. You just you just wore regular pants for like more than five hours. And then you come home and be like, oh, shit, I'm fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that regular day hit different. <laughs> yeah, where are you at with sweatpants these days? I'm rocking a lot. Like I got four or five. Where? Oh, you got some nylon joints. Is, are these I got some black? windbreaker joints. Yeah. Oh, nice. But see, uh, the thing is, I'm just wearing more pants in general. And I just love. I just love pants. That's like my thing. So I'm always going to like, I get a pair of pants. I go to the tailor. So it's, it's, I'm not wearing a lot of the, 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 the comfy pants, even though the pants I'm wearing, they are very like, you know, I got nice work pants. I got, you know, some, I spent $300 on a fucking pair of Japanese denim. Those are great. But then I'll better spend, be great. They better be great. I also spent, but I've had some nice denim. I spent, you know, I'm, I'm the guy that wears the, I'll wear $300 denim, but then I also bought $12 like Walmart black jeans that are great as well. So like, I'm not, I'm not a price guy. I, I quality is all across the board, whether it be 12 or 300. You like what you like. I got it, Rufa. You like what you like, man. Yeah, Um, man. Yeah. I like, uh, I'm, I got like, yeah, I got like a, a polyester joint. And then I got another one and then I got some black champions that I'm rocking yeah. right now. But uh, 
they're good for stretching. Like I do a lot of yoga and a lot of meditating um, since this joint, but it's now opening up. Are you meditating or doing yoga? Um, I'm reading a lot. I'm not doing yoga. I'm more of a runner. So yesterday I went out on a really good run. I love biking. Um, meditating. What do you get for running? Are you doing Nike Air Pegasus joints? <laughs> um, yeah, I usually do Pegasus. I got a pair of Solomons that I bought for fashion, and they just didn't like work. They kind of looked like nurse shoes because they were all white. So I just started wearing them for what they were made for. Started wearing them to run, and they were great. I got a, gr- a great new pair of Solomon. I live and die by Solomon's, you know. Uh, That's my joke. Yeah. <laughs> Solomon's. The knees, the knees. It's all about your knees, your knees as you get older. That's why I'm excited about CBD and cannabis getting older mm-hmm. and using it that way, you know. I, I also was blessed this summer to link up with comedians and play basketball. That was a saving that was a saving grace of this whole thing. Um, Shoot, I played there's so some awesome courts here in New York. Does it blow yeah. your mind? You're playing in Brooklyn, dude. Bro, we I, anywhere from like Pulaski to St. John. Sometimes, you know, have you, have you been to Brooklyn Heights where they have those courts underneath the like the roof, the roofing or whatever? Like, yeah, 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 the, yeah. Down the there. Yeah. And there's like a skate. Yeah. A skate park there. Totally. Those things. Yeah. Are, I, oh, dude, you're looking at the whole city. That's that's the diamond in the rough right there. Oh, boy. That that joint looked like a like a level on NBA Street, you know? I that know. It looks crazy. like a movie. Yeah. Like <laughs> some, like like an adult. Bring it on. Like it would be like <laughs> they would do the yeah. final scene right there, man. Looking up <laughs> the city. It's sick. Hell yeah. You got to you got to play basketball where there's a helipad. That's that's what you got to do. <laughs> that <one> really. <laughs> uh, there's another one that I shoot at that's close by to that. It's like right before you go over the bridge, but it's behind this Catholic school. And I don't know. It's just like nobody's over there in the park. It just sits above and it's just sick. And sometimes I just got a basketball and I'm terrible at hoops. Uh but I do like shooting and I think basketball as all sports, I think basketball is like the most artistic and cool. Like football is yeah. kind of like too savage these days. Like, I mean, I get it, but it's like, and I used to <laughs> play it, but it's literally like you want 35 year old men, you know, running at <laughs> each other at top speed. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty, Noggins for you know i don't know i'm all for bringing those leather helmets back yeah with no face mask yeah no face mask leather helmets you're more cautious that way you know yeah you're definitely i would love to see that and yeah mm-hmm. no pads and no roids and regular nfl football just sweaters sweaters and and sweaters. you, you got to cap it out you know if they cap the money out <laughs> You know, that would bring that would bring if they cap the money out in football, like you could you could only make like fifty-five grand. Yeah. But I think some of those dudes still make fifty-five grand. Like if you're like a third lineman on an NFL team, you'd be well on a on the practice squad, I know that you get like uh, you know what, on a practice squad you still get six figures. Wow. It's it's like, yeah, the comp- the compensation is legitimate 
But like, you know, even if you're taxes, a in the NFL, as long as you get to the NFL, you're saying six figures. Yeah. And we, we're actually. T- oh, man. I was going to ask you what some of your um, what some of your favorite places are in New York, in New York, anywhere just to like what are like them hidden gems that you're like, I'm going on a walk here. No one, you know, like. Oh, dude, but- Prospect Park <laughs> all day. I mean, Prospect Park splash pad around there that's where the jamaicans hang out man you can you can smoke herb out right by the water over there that's fucking super chill i uh have you been to ditmas park over there like where those mansions are over by like i think it's rutland avenue or something like that yes crazy houses yes yes there's there's a there's a uh there's a subway stop right there right something Mm -hmm. like by by Yeah, what's that? I think that's where my coffee shop I did my video at coffee and weed at Vox Pop was in that neighborhood. Like it's like an old Brooklyn neighborhood with all these crazy big houses with yards and shit. Yeah, man. I just I've gotten high there before and just like at night, just go out in there and walk and you'd be like, what the fuck is going on? This is wild. Yeah. Brooklyn's Brooklyn's beautiful. You've been to Fort Tryon over there by the Cloisters, 190th, deep in Manhattan. Oh, oh. Think so. What's over there? Yeah, yeah it's just crazy. It's crazy park, park. park, yeah. By the water and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you could take your bike there. Are you a bike cat? If you're a bike cat, you really get to know this town. I'm all about the bike, yo. All about the bike. So you've done all of Manhattan, all of Brooklyn, and all of Queens. Most of it, I believe so. Most of it, just just by getting, yeah, just by getting around and stuff, yeah. You know what I've been sneaking off to is Rockaway. I think Rockaway Beach is where it's at. Like if I get into some cash, I'm gonna get a place out there, man. Uh, I've been think I've been thinking Catskills, man. Catskills is dope. If you want to go mountain, man. If you want to, and yeah. I know a lot of people that have moved up north. In terms of art and creation, I do think you can do it just about anywhere. That's the, sometimes I'll be real with you. Sometimes that's like the dream. Sometimes I want to get to like the peak of my, like the peak of my popularity and then disappear and have dudes be like, yo, remember, y'all remember Rufat? Where is he now? You know, and I'm in the Catskills. Catskills, Bishop. Yeah, I want to go Roscoe, New York. (laughs) Get it, man. Get it. So get a beehive. If I can start raising some bees. Yeah, art live forever. Yeah, that's the thing is you, but you got to have it in your soul that you're done. (laughs) (laughs) And only your soul knows when you're done, done. So if you still got some funk, man, I just feel like I still got some funk in me to put out, especially after the, this quarantine. Like, I'm psyched to get out and uh, hit the streets. Bro, the the reason why I quit rapping was because I had I came to grips with the fact that, like, I probably won't be able to be 60 years old and still performing. And so, like, yeah, those got, nights are tough. Like, even as yeah. a stand-up comic, like, that's why I'm so health-conscious, guys, man. Like, it's like, dude, I stretch, I drink water, I take vitamins, like, all day, every day, even before this shit. And now I just do it even more. Because but, 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 late but, night living, then, they'll take you down. The road will yeah. take you down. 
if you're really like about that life, about getting gigs and surviving that way, you know, it's a, uh, it can take a wrong turn after five years. Mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, I just think it's so beautiful that we could be standups and gray hair old and still performing, man. I just think that's beautiful. Yeah. And people, is funny. Yeah. yeah, man. That that's that's the that's the yeah you're right I I got a lot I feel like I got a lot more funk in me man I mean I, I, the the reason why not not only not only was I impressed you know by as a young comedian in in Brooklyn young you know air quotes um, because <laughs> like you I started older I yeah. started when I was twenty seven. Yeah. And that's that's like the thing. I would see you close out all these different shows uh, around around Brooklyn and, and in the city. And then I started, you know, when I started putting on shows, I always made tried to make you a part of them. And like when I got to talking to you, I, th- I thought it was awesome that you started when you were 27 like me, because like, totally. yeah, man. Yeah, it's a little like you. I look back on my life and I'm like, dude, I've lived like three or four different lives. You know, mm-hmm. I do feel like that way. And then with comedy, it just clicked that that kind of worked. Smoking weed, goofing off, writing <laughs> silly stuff like that's all in my wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and performing, I always love getting on stage, and uh, I always wanted to be a part of show business. I knew I knew I didn't want to have a regular job. So, yeah, just uh, figuring it out, man. And a lot of it is just survival. The older I get, the more I'm like, now I'm at an age that I'm just like thankful. And I look back and everything's just like I'm working like from a place of being grateful for like all the fun, all the great shows, all the shit I've done where I could have taken a wrong turn or you know, shit gone wrong or gone bitter. Like I still got it in me. I still got more to do and uh, I still have a lot of fun doing it. And yeah, it's just constant, the constant with meditation. If you don't know the constant, then you're fucking lost. And that's the gig, man. It's like comedy's never figured out. Your art is never figured out. It's all like trying to find out how to be more genuine, you know? Yeah. And I, I think is uh, now that I'm do doing like more stuff, you, I, I'm I'm at the place where I'm like, okay, well, this is when I started. This is where I wanted to be. This is what I wanted to have. But now the rejection, so much more, you know. And and uh, having having to deal with that when you said like either turning bitter or jealous or this or that. Yeah, man, like you, you really got to come to terms with like, I'm doing this just to do this, man. Everything else is like, whatever. It's hard. It's hard. I've gone down that road and I've been lost down that road a lot of times. And I still and it's an everyday battle of like, I think it's just a lack of focus. Like you get distracted by some other shit, you know, and you let other whack thoughts. You get that you get billions of thoughts shot out at you. And the older I get, the more I'm like, you have to let them all go. You know, you Mm. just have to keep flowing and work in the moment. And like, this is funny. I like doing this. This is the show work, you know, for today. I still don't know what's going on. I'm still looking at my list. I did that show in the park. Uh, That was so much fun, man. 
full yeah. circle. Yeah, and Black Woodstock. That shit was fucking fire, <laughs> man. Dude, I that's another thing. During the pandemic, me and the host Tech Lie, yeah, we became such close best, friends, man. man. That's yeah. one of my homies. We one have of the more wedge. quality dudes. I've, you're one of the more fascinating dudes. He's <laughs> one of the more quality dudes I've met in a long time. He is, uh, yeah, man. We have a web show together, and I always enjoy, I always enjoy talking to him, man. He's smart. He's a, oh, he he is, man. He is just a, a a a just wisdom, you know, wisdom. He's an he's an old. He's like an old Ethiopian man, you know? <laughs> but I also like him because he's also an odd weirdo, too. <laughs> yes. In the best <laughs> way. He's funky. He's a Bay Area funkster, man. That guy's cool as hell. And he has a righteous indignation about him, you know? But <laughs> it's, it's actually one of the things that I do like. I do like kind of getting into tussles with him, little verbal tussles. We get into our little verbal tussles. But uh, yeah, man, you that, both that have has very strong opinions. And uh, yeah, you both <laughs> are on the cutting edge of uh, race, religion, politics. It's all right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah where, I was going to ask you, like, where are you? Like, how long were you Christian rapping? Like, what was that all about? We're got, I, I, don't, I only have you like for another like 10, 15 minutes. And I just wanted to get in. But shout out full circle comedy and tech and shout out yeah. his new show. Like I've seen clips of it on IG and I think it's dope. Thank you, man. Um, I started, you know, I was a bad kid. I was smoking weed, doing the stuff. And yeah. um, was mom and dad home? Mm, that's the thing. Um, no, like I moved out of my mom's house when I was 12 because she needed some time to like, her whole thing was like, I'm gonna move to the suburbs, then you can move back with me. But then I moved with my dad in Florida and I just stayed. And that's how I got to Florida. But while in Florida, I was like super bad when I got there. I just a continuation of being bad. And then I found church and I went to like, I, I went to the first the, the, the first hip hop church in the United States. It was the very first of its kind. And dudes were what was were, it called? It's called Crossover Church. Oh nice. And uh, dudes were like they had they would have like these show nights and there'd be dudes gra graffitiing, it'd be dudes uh, breakdancing, and then you had the rap concerts and they would be like the fifth uh, element of hip hop is Jesus. Because, <laughs> you know, there's four, you know. Yeah. But the fifth, I guess, is, you know, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a big yeah. thing. But, you know, it, it really helped me to find, and I'm not knocking it or, at all. It is a joke. I have a, jokes about it. But, like, I'm, it really helped me find a purpose to do right in my life until I, I guess what I would say is like that I didn't need it, that I, you know, the veil kind of came down for me and, and let me realize that, I, hey, you know, like you could do this without religion or church. Like you could, you could still be a good person without being incentivized with heaven and mansions up yeah. there. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the vibe at church is always good. And I do think it's good, especially if you're you don't have like a strong family or you're looking for maybe a sense of tenderness and humanity and life. 
And at a young age, it's just coming at you fast. And I always mm -hmm. think it's great to take a day off. And I, I always thought that was dope. And I think people, they should take Sunday off for real, real. Like everybody shouldn't do shit on Sunday. But, yeah. uh, but, and, but church, especially uh, African-American church, the music is so dope. And then you combine like a warm, good emotion of Jesus and love and forgiveness and, you know, kindness. That's what people need. So, yeah, man, and then the, there's a reason for it. The hang after is always the best. Oh, yeah, man. Well, the get, hang after is the best. How long was your service? Depends on what church I was going to. When, so when I first American started, churches, they go too long. <laughs> I always so say if after one hour, I'm done. <laughs> after one hour I gave I give up on Jesus God everybody like we gotta get out of here you can't you can't keep me for 90 minutes you can't do this and all movies should be 90 minutes all church Crazy. service has to be under an hour all podcasts gotta be under an hour I'm gonna be real with you sometimes church like basically like when I first started going to like a more of a community church that was like more of guitars and they had a hard out after about like, you know, an hour. But man, then I started going with my best friend and his mom to their church, which was an African-American church or black church, whatever you want to, you know, call it. Yeah. Um, man, that joint was like the Irishman. Yeah. That joint was, you know, we were in there all day. All day. Yeah. Yeah, all day, all day. And Catholic Church can be like that, too. Like you go. With, yeah, I, I was Methodist and we were just done in 50 minutes sometimes. And I like that. Like I can handle that. But I had to wear yeah. a coat and tie and sit there. <laughs> be quiet. There was no like phones, the no nothing. You just draw, you know, dirty pictures and, and show it to your brother. <laughs> Try to make each other laugh because it's so damn boring, man. Uh, at least my church was kind of boring. The music was kind of good, but it wasn't like a, a you know black church was just like I went to a Baptist church a couple times in D.C. and I had friends. We were connected, the Baptists and Methodists, so we I think we did like shit over there too. And uh, but you'd I mean it was just slamming man organ, a drum set. You know when you go into church and the dude got a drum set, that's mm -hmm. when gonna be kind of fiery. The best musicians all started church man oh rock and roll all came from the church all yeah. came from the church because that's yeah it all comes from the church like that's where everybody got their chops man because that's where the only place you're allowed to show that much joy mm -hmm. who else is letting you rap when you're 13 you know what i mean like church <laughs> uh, it's it's either that and that's what was like your name what was your, okay what was your rapper name and I, you probably had uh, several. What was the I first had, one? I had several until I went by my name, but my my first name was Abstract. That's cool. Yeah. Abstract. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't have enough Jesus in it. Did you have anything else? Nah, but the group name. What was the, the group? group name? Was, you know, is Crisis. I, you know. Like a crisis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, we talk about that on stage, bro. I I have a uh, 
basically the joke is, I mean, th that's the crazy thing about the joke is that I don't need to write punchlines for it. I just need to say the thing. You just so have to I do just, yourself. Yeah. And it's yeah. the hardest thing. I know it's hard, but stand up after you do it for a long enough time, it does get, it, it is a pretty easy concept. Yeah. But yeah. So crisis stood for Christian rappers influenced by scripture, infiltrating Satan. That was literally what it's. I remember coming <laughs> up with it with my with my home with my homie. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we're gonna penetrate Satan. Yo, are you there? <laughs> yeah, I'm right here. Yo, yo, yo. Check. I think you froze up. Oh, I can't hear you. Oh no! There we go. Check, check. Can you hear me now? Ah, uh, it's the connection is unstable. Uh oh. Oh, there we go. Oh, dude, that is a hilarious story. Uh, you're go going a little slow. Check one, check two. Uh, you're can locking you up. Oh, no. Check one. I can't hear you. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Rufa, there you go. Check one, check. Uh, hello? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear you. Yeah, the dude, that was Satan. That was Satan. <laughs> yeah. Block it, man. Uh, dude, thank you. Did you thank hear you. the name? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. That you were infiltrated. They got scared, man. The demons got scared. <laughs> the demons got scared of your rap style, man. What was one? What was your number one song? What was the banger? What would bring the house down? You know what? I love Our... you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember the hook from the song. And the hook was, it's a crisis because men are Christless. We grab mic devices to save the unrighteous. <laughs> I like that. Those are bars, man. Those are pretty good. I like yeah. that. I like that. Uh, it's a crisis. What was the other four words? Because men are Christless. Okay. But the we next. Grab, we grab I, mic devices. I like that. Grab mic to devices. To save the unrighteous. To save the unrighteous. Now, those, that part, that's a bar. I don't that's know about the crisis. That's when you start getting preachy. But I get preachy <laughs> too with my shit. Like, yeah, the ego and just like, yeah, the thing that there's great stuff about religion, but there's also a dark side. And I think maybe you experienced that a little bit, the conformity. You were just like, uh, mm -hmm. I'm kind of growing out of that. And politically, you're you're at a really heightened aware because you've come from, you know, a, a, a different country and, and, and have experienced, all, you know, all the different turns. So, uh, yeah. And it's it's uh, it's tough for me to ever I wouldn't say fully get behind anything, but fully get excited about something anymore, because it's like even though ideas are cool and movements are cool. I'm always like weary because I'm like, well, there's a there's a, you know, black and a white side to everything. And I always because of religion and because of like. Like you said, war and stuff like that, I'm just really weary to like go full gung ho on anything. <laughs> I think that's wise. Yeah, I think that's yeah. wise. But in our times, you got to be like, you know. Do this right now, all the time. If you don't, 
you are. I know I I struggle with all that, you know, and uh, I struggle. I struggle a lot with like uh, not wanting to get political and Black Lives Matter and standing up. And I do think you got to stand up, but then absorbing too much political energy gets me same thing with if I absorb too much comedy lately, I've been like shutting off other people's podcasts off. Like, yeah. I just I can my brain can only handle so much, you know, but you also we are in changing times and uh, white supremacy is out there and you have to be aware of it. And I think everybody, oh, evolving, you know, everybody's just evolving and it's like the bends, you know, some people are, are freaking out because they're moving up too fast or something, you know. Yeah, no, I no, it's definitely you got to be, you know, proactive with, you know, your voice and and, uh, you know, you got to be doing the right things, supporting the right things. Um, how should I say that after a while, because you're inundated with so much, you know, with so many different struggles coming at you on, you know, social media and everything, people tend to get a um, fatigue. They tend to get a fatigue and what ends up happening is just that everyone begins virtue signaling because there's only so much you as one person can do to save the world. And it's a collective effort, you know? So yeah, religion and church will teach you that like, though, you know, the gospel is, is great. What's going on behind the scenes is uh, there's real work and there's sometimes stuff that you might not want to know about and stuff like that. So I don't know. Dark, a dark turn on, on the coffee podcast. This is why I don't smoke weed No, 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 uh, no. I think you're 100% right, man. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, no, I think we're, we're all evolving. Yeah, you got to make your vo- But uh, lately it's like non, that's what I do like about Christianity is non-judgment in the pacifism. That's Mm -hmm. what I dig. And I'm learning like soft is hard, hard is soft. You know, everything is like, it's like the the worst people, the worst doo-doo art out there is actually some of the highest end art, you know? And (laughs) high end art is just straight up self-absorbed doo-doo, you know? It's just like the yin and the yang of it all. I'm more fascinated at, at, at all, you know, I, I just that's where my happiness <laughs> and joy comes from. It's just like being present, you know, and mm-hmm. you can only control yourself. That's what I've been learning as I get older. Like instead of I can't tell telling people what to do is the worst thing. You know, no, everybody hates being told what to do. They hate it. Yeah. And, and I think that I think the inconsistencies and the contradictions of life and everything are what makes for some of the best comedy, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, yeah. And that's, that's our goal. We got to find, we got to find all the glitches in the matrix and kind of like be like, you'll never notice. I mean, that's basically what, what all of this shit is, is just us, you know, <laughs> find, finding where, where the record skips and being like, Hey, I'll ever. <laughs> and, and I think the reminder is never to take the thing about comedy. That's so hardcore is like, it's the reminder to never take anything too serious because mm-hmm. that's the only way you get out of serious shit is by joking on it, you know, and that's what true comedians, people that understand humor, 
But I do think it's like anything. All this shit can be get weaponized and be used in the wrong way, you know? Mm hmm. So you got to you. But I also think, you know, you just got to worry about you and do the best, you know, try to, as I said, get, you know, be your higher self is looking at you like, yo, you can do that. <laughs> you know, you're, <laughs> you're, you're doing great, Rob. I can see you're about to pull off a good special here. You got some material mm -hmm. and put out these rap tracks. Uh, are you are you hitting the booth? Do you write raps anymore, man? I don't, man. You just been so hard in the paint for so many years. I don't know if people don't understand, but like you know Mac Miller. Like, did you know <laughs> Mac Miller? Um, I opened up for for him. I opened up for Wiz. My the the first wow. person that I hung out with in uh in New York when I moved here was M1 from Dead Prez. Oh, so like cool. yeah, I was like yeah, I was on it. But you know, here's a here when I first came to New York, ASAP Rocky was the big thing right yeah um that was the and the first person my first video when i came here was shot by the same guy that shot asap rocky's first video and he did it for me for free and um so i was here i had buzz i was doing stuff i was at warner brothers with with another group my that my manager managed so we were on the cusp of like certain things and um it was great because the other day I performed at one of Khalil's show, you know, Khalil, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He does like the horseplay comedy thing. Yeah. And so yeah, I haven't seen everybody in a year, but yeah, yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. I, I was there and I performed and then afterward, this guy came up to me and he was like, yo man, you know, I really fuck with your shit, man. Like I see how you're thinking. I see what you're doing. The people don't even fully grasp, you know, some of like the shit you were saying, cause it's like more, more urban shit. And I was like, oh, thank you, man. I was like, I appreciate it. And he's like, yeah, you know, I, I put on the ASAP Yams thing. And so I guess he's an ASAP crew member and it was just nice to kind of see it all go kind of like back to the same start, like where kind of where I started, but with a different thing and kind of get that confirmation. Like, all right, I didn't, I didn't fuck up by quitting rap, you know, like, I, I chose the right thing to do. You know, it was kind of like a, a nice little um, confirmation along that that path, you know. Uh, Comedy's hard, man. It is singing the blues, you know, at the end of the day. Like, there's no shortcuts. That's what sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all tried to find it and stuff like that. But I think you are in your generation. Like, everybody's saying, like, everybody's coming out with TV shows and, like, Stand-up is awesome, and, like, I live and die by stand-up, but I've been doing some acting, too, and so that's kind of dope. Writing is kind of dope, and it's all there, you know? And as mm -hmm. a comedian, you can do all those gears, you know? Yeah. And as a, as a hip-hop artist, the thing about hip-hop, like, it is such a box now because it's gotten so big. Like, it's hard to step out sometimes, but... 50 Cent, yeah. he got famous, he stepped out, he makes money, you know, producing television shows. Like the real money is being a producer and, <clears throat> and creating art on that level, you know, doing feature films and shit like that. So if you, if I ever got a chance to write on some dope shit, that would be awesome. Or even, you know, direct something or help direct something smaller scale. Like I could see myself as a director, like eventually down the line. Like that's a good, way of looking at it too like oh i don't know if i could be doing these clubs when i'm 78 
Well, I might go to a couple clubs, you know, I might, I, who knows? Like, I think you should never yeah. like lose the skill, but at the same time, directing, you know, there's just so much out there and it's all at your fingertips. I've been consuming over the last couple of weeks so much Gary Shandling, like, oh yeah, he's and it's king. changed my, it's changed my life he's the so king. much. And yeah, it's kind of the same thing with him. It's like, he did these shows. He did all these like creative endeavors. He did stand up, and then like later on in his life, came back to stand up. Like, yeah, it, it it's the it's like the thing of like it informs who you are. It 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 literally is the dojo, you know. It is the thing that that builds the. You find out what type of warrior you are, and yeah. then that informs your voice on on everything that you write and everything that you do, you know. Yeah, I'm just learning like the things I dig is like tone and texture and like it's just like a lot of the art or wh whatever we're doing, you know, with stand up is like the tone of my voice. All that is like heavily controlled because I've been doing it for so long and I know what I like, you know, I know it sounds funny to me. Same thing as a rapper like or a guitarist. It's like so you could play a chord, but like B.B. King hitting a chord and holding it like that's a whole other feel like it has a different you know same thing with a basketball player that's what i like about basketball like uh, a ball player just has a certain uh touch to his shot mm. or tone and maybe he's not as good but he still looks fresher than everybody else because his style is different and or it's just it's bringing something new to the collective yeah yeah definitely every every player has their own little thing that they do and, and and who they are you see a little guy like trey young pulling up from from the logo and then you see a guy like you know Embiid, who's seven two and huge with with the finesse of like a small guy i mean it's basketball is a beautiful it's a beautiful thing man isn't it I love, yeah and, and i and i love the fact that i've been able to connect comedy with it man like some of my some of my best friends you know, like I've been on their podcast talking about hoops. I've, yeah, it's just beautiful. Getting it's hot beautiful. and uh, Brooklyn's getting hot right now with the Nets. And then the stars at MSG, man, I'm seeing all these huge, like that seems like the place to be. It's becoming like a full on mm -hmm. thing. Have you been to any hoop games? I know you're a hooper. Like that is. I, I'm, I'm going on Saturday with, with, with the homie Joe. He bought tickets to go to the uh, Nets Bucks game. Oh, nice. That would be a hot game, dude. Yeah, man. Post. It, it'll be day after second dose. You know what I mean? I'm being that joint dosed up. Ah, oh, fully <laughs> vaxxed. You haven't you're not on fully vaxxed yet. Yeah, not yet. I, yeah. I got there a little bit late just because I was like working and uh, I scheduled it one time and then I was in the middle of a move and I was like, I can't go all the way to the Bronx. You know, so I yeah. didn't my wife yelling at me. I would have fucked it up a couple of times, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's hard. It's hard. It's a whole other thing. This pandemic, like just moving shit around. Like, it's just hard. Shit is hard to line up and hit the landing. And that's why it's like getting back. Now I'm kind of like I'm getting back. I did that park show, which was dope. I'm figuring out. I got to hit you up for these new spots that are out there. I got to figure out some of these cats doing these fun <laughs> shows in Brooklyn. It's a whole Dude, new scene out there. It's weird. Even, even me, yeah. Like these new, I know, even you. These new dudes like completely took over during the pandemic because, I mean, really, they should have because 
they need time. They're brand new and they they need to be out there working that muscle. And that was the, know, you, the thing. Of, I didn't need to be out there. But if you were like the first if you said this is my dream and you started it like a year into this shit. <laughs> you just figured out stand up. The thing about stand up, you got to go hard in the paint the first five years or or it's going to suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that first five years is very important because I remember when I started, I was like 10. Not that I gave myself 10 years, but I'm like, I won't be mad if I don't get a single thing for 10 years. Yeah. You know, I don't matter if I get booked on yeah, one show for 10 way. years. Yeah, you shouldn't think about any. You shouldn't think about anything. You should just think about your jokes. You literally should just be thinking about what you're going to do. And that's that's where I'm at. Like, mm-hmm. OK, this time I'm just going to fucking figure out what cool shows are. I do. I'm going to write this shit out and fucking go up there and do that over and over. I, can, again. I cannot wait until I till it gets to a point where, like, I'm able to start, like, working on new material constantly. I mean, I've been at shows, but. Uh, yeah, know. it's garbage out there, man. I don't know. I, I could. I know. I don't want no disrespect to the the young bucks coming up in the pandemic, but yeah, I I did a couple sets. It was straight garbage. But I mean, you <laughs> some laughs. I mean, it was kind of fun, but you know, it was kind of the act was kind of like the act of just the act. But now it's like really opening up. Like maybe you know I. I know I can't get my hopes up too far and I know fall, everybody's like, it's going to come back and shit like that. But maybe, I don't know. It could, I think maybe I was a little too paranoid. Like maybe it's just going to fucking open up now that everybody's, I mean, so many free beer when they start giving free Budweiser out for shots, they're giving out free Budweiser in West Virginia for shots right now. Jesus. I, uh, I, what's it called? I was at, like I you can get a West prize from uh, Megan Stallion tickets in New York. You can get for real. <laughs> that was what there was like gifts. Like he was on the thing and they had one of them was like front row ticket. Like they were good gifts. And I was on what last night we were on West fourth, me and, um, you know, Ethan, Ethan SP. Yes. Yeah. It's the homie, my, another, my best friend, my, my confidant. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I was on, on West fourth. And uh, we were grabbing some some uh, some food from Thilawala, man, dude. West Fourth looked like West Fourth of old, man. If anything, crazier. So it we're definitely back. Like I know that's the fun people could. I mean, you can rag on New York and all that. And as old as I am, I'm still like, now nah, this town's about to pop off. Like it feels like. Yeah. Sometimes I, there's a couple places where I live. It. I'm like, it's fucking Mardi Gras out here. Like. Dude, if the weather it just got shitty, the rainy week, but right before that, it was starting to get good. If the weather's good enough, people, I mean, yeah, man. like it is what have, it is. Have fun in Austin, Texas, you chumps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to go to the rooftop and go to the dopest grill and go to about three different cool shows and meet about a billion people. Yeah, it's just it's moving and grooving, man. Bro, no, there's not, there's, in New York, there's a reason for it. It's there's a reason for it. When it's when it's on, it's on. There's no other place that I know of where last night I did a show at Bowery Electric downstairs in the music room, took my bike over to West Fourth after Ethan got done at the cellar, and then we went and grabbed uh Kati rolls and then watched you know, went over to another bar and watched the, the bat. I mean, it's, yeah. it's the, it's the greatest city in the world, man. It's and dope, when you're, 
when you're plugged in and you're doing comedy, you got shit to do, you're running around, you're gunning, it, man, there's no greater feeling. And the big guns are here and the big money's here. It's like, there's a reason for it, man. The reason for it, but it's on like, yeah, when it's on, it's on. And it feels like the city's opening up, but it's a little scary that it's opening up so quickly and so fast. Yeah. But it, once, it's good. Yeah, once it happens, they can't. They're not going to be. <laughs> you know? Rufat, I'm going to sign off, man. Uh, you've been too good. And I appreciate your time. Thank you for doing the cannabis coffee hour. Is there anything you want to give a shout out? You want to give out you and tech have a great podcast show. You want to give a shout out to or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find us on uh, YouTube. It's worst of both worlds. Worst of both worlds. Uh, Rufat camp. R-U-F-A-T-C-A-M-P on uh, any of the social medias. And other than that, I'm going to I think I'm you've, you've inspired me to go to my room and meditate for 10 minutes. So oh, dude, I've been doing 20 minute <laughs> sessions. I've been uh, you, you you messing with uh, 475 hertz. Nah, I don't know about that. Oh, tones, man. There's all this stuff about your heart. I've been listening to these tones that are good for your heart. So I will light a candle and I'll just do that for like I've been going for like 20 minutes lately. Like, it's almost like I'm meditating and weed have been fighting each other. Like one wants to do. I don't know. It's like uh, I like them both. But I got to pee right now, Rufat. I'm so right, I'm going to sign off. I love yeah, it. Thank you. Uh, it. What kind of coffee are you drinking? Uh, I drank uh, coffee from the bodega with animal milk, with ah. fresh, fresh from the teeth, you know? Yeah, fresh from the dark Brooklyn teeth right there. I love it. <laughs> All right, everybody, I'm drinking this deadhead roast from Java Joe's. They're in Brooklyn, local roaster. So that's it. I love you, man. Peace. Peace.